This is the Rubin Report message for this very important day of the calendar of the year. It is May the 4th. So of course, May the 4th be with all of you. And my one Star Wars comment for the day will be this. The originals stand the test of time. The prequels are getting better with age. Great story of accumulation of power and what corrupt politicians will do to hang on to power. And the last three sucked worse than a tauntaun scrotum. How was that? No, scrotum, you can't say scrotum on YouTube, I'm not sure. Anyway, we got a big show for you today because there's just a lot of craziness and I'm sensing something kinda good. I'm sensing a little bit of a momentum shift. I mentioned this uh, on my locals community yesterday morning. I try to set an intention with the community on Monday mornings with the post. And I said, I'm feeling something kind of good here that it seems to me that more and more people are starting to wake up, starting to fight back. We're seeing more legal pushback against critical race theory in schools. I'm just censoring there's like a little brave bravery percolating. Uh, so we've got four stories for you plus I'm gonna show you about a minute long video of Jordan Peterson who was on Tucker Carlson's Fox Nation show uh, just in the last couple days and it's just like a two minute sort of perfect like how can we fix this thing and perhaps it starts with us kind of thing. The four stories for today, first off, uh, Target. Remember when they burned down Target about a year ago? Well that very Target in the riots and BLM and Antifa, you know, the diverse and tolerant groups that they are, they burned down a Target. Well, that Target's been rebuilt and they've got BLM messaging on the store now because the whole freaking thing's a protection racket, but it ain't gonna help them. So we're gonna show you that. Uh, then there's this crazy video out of California uh, where a woman was pulled over for using her cell phone while driving and just absolutely verbally berates the police officer in the worst possible way. And if you haven't seen the video yet, I'm not even gonna tip off perhaps what color she was and perhaps what race he was, because you know that shouldn't matter, but in this bizarre world we live in, uh, unfortunately it does. Uh, and then we've got a follow-up video of an officer uh, just basically talking to his camera about being a good man and, and what police officers are fighting right now because of mainstream media and public perception. Uh, then there was this CIA video, a CIA recruitment video that was just released on Twitter. That is just the most ridiculously woke, intersectional, nonsensical thing that you're gonna see today. And I know there will be a lot of those types of things that you're gonna see today, but I can guarantee you good people that this will be the most ridiculous woke thing that you see today. It's got all the buzzwords, people. And then finally, DC, they kind of let people take off masks and then they had them put the masks back on and it's the hokey pokey and nobody knows what the hell's going on. So we'll talk all about that. And then as I said, we're gonna throw to that Jordan Peterson video to give you guys a little, a little something to think about before tomorrow. Before we get to all that guys, I wanna talk to you about Black Rifle Coffee. You know, Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Hafer spent over seven years on the ground overseas with US Special Forces and as a CIA contractor, Black Rifle Coffee is continually committed to supporting veteran law enforcement and first responder causes. In our country and overseas, courageous frontline workers risk their lives every day to protect ours. 
Inspired by their hard work and dedication to protecting their communities, Black Rifle Coffee makes it their mission to give back to those who serve however they can. Throughout May, they are rallying behind law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, active duty military, and other frontline workers by spotlighting local heroes through community nominations, donating coffee to keep the front lines caffeinated, and give back to organizations that support our nation's heroes. They import the highest quality coffee beans from all over the world and roast five days a week at facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. The team at Black Rifle Coffee is continually researching and experimenting with new roasting methods and coffee origins. Purchase at blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben and use code Ruben at checkout for 20% off your purchase, including your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Ruben. I'm drinking it right now. It's, it's hot in LA today. We got about 92, 93 out there. So I put it on ice. Okay, so the first story I wanna start with is you may remember in the, in the midst of the George Floyd riots and, and the protests and everything else, when this happened roughly a year ago, right now, one of the, the big videos that went viral was of a Target being looted and burned down and there was a Pep Boys and a Dollar Tree store and a whole bunch of stuff that was being uh, you know, attacked and looted and, and all of this stuff. Well, that Minnesota Target store, which was looted, uh, is now displaying a BLM mural that sort of celebrates arson? Let's take a look. Okay, so this video is from uh, Michael Tracy, and what you can see there, if you look very closely, you know, you see some protesters, and protest is just fine, and having your signs is just fine, I can't breathe, that's all, of course, fine, and it's your civic responsibility if you see an injustice to protest peacefully and all that. Of course, the flames, the flames that are around the building, that, that seems a bit excessive. You've got the word together there, because they love to juxtapose the burning down of a building with you know, something that kind of sounds good, right? Like we're gonna burn this building down, but we're doing it together. So it's a good thing that we're doing. Uh, so yes, this is at the very target that was looted last year. And I'm sure you all remember because it happened in cities across the United States. It happened very close to my house in Los Angeles. Uh, but let's look at a little bit of the video of that very target being looted last year. And then we'll get into sort of why placating to these people doesn't really make sense. Okay, so we obviously could have shown you plenty more and there were other stores that were being burned down. Uh, suffice to say, everyone that you saw in that video was a criminal. I don't, I don't think anyone got charged. Nobody there brought George Floyd 
death, like nobody did anything to bring George Floyd back. Now, ironically, I will give credit where credit is due. Ironically, the threat of violence may have had something to do with the George Floyd verdict, as we talked about a bunch over the last couple of weeks, right? If you were a juror on that trial, it just happened, you know, two, three weeks ago, the verdict, you might be going, Gee, you know, we know that they looted stores and burned down stores and, you know, they're threatening violence and Maxine Waters is out there threatening violence. Like, maybe I should just say that Derek Chauvin is guilty because I don't want to get killed and I want to protect my family. That's actually sort of rational self-interest, which is very scary. But in any event, this was a year ago when all that happened. So now let's throw back to the image for just a second. So that target was basically destroyed, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff stolen. And Target has decided to say, oh, we will put these, these murals on the front of our store, including stores, you know, buildings burning down, as you can see there. And what they're trying to say is, we'll play along with this thing. You know, that we basically will say, oh, you guys were sort of just by destroying and looting our store and doing criminal activity. You kind of were trying to do something nice and maybe you just needed to grab a couple things over at Target over here. Now, of course, the problem is, that this in essence is a protection racket. This is sort of a mafia protection racket. What does the mafia do? The mafia, picture like Goodfellas, picture any mafia movie, whatever your favorite mafia movie is or picture Sopranos or whatever, they would go to stores and you basically say to them, hey, you guys want protection? You wanna make sure that nobody breaks into your store? You wanna make sure your stuff doesn't get lost? Right, a lot of stuff doesn't fall off a truck on the way to your store and everything else? Well, then you gotta pay us. Well, in essence, that sort of protection racket is being done right here. Target is saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, we don't wanna be burned down again. So we're gonna put murals outside that kind of condone what you did to us. Now, of course, what this really does is create a self-hostage situation because the next time that the riots come, and they will come, uh, no rioter is gonna be like, guys, guys, yeah, you know, I know we're burning everything down and looting stuff, but Target, which we did, burned last time and stole all that stuff. Nice TV, by the way, because uh, you know we shouldn't go for them this time because they did put up a mural, so they're kind of on our side. Like, that's not how this thing works. If anything, they're putting a bigger target on their back because they're acquiescing to it. They're actually enabling. They're saying, oh, when you do violent things, we will then put your message out there. So this is seriously, seriously dangerous stuff. It's completely in line with, um, well, I guess something that we're gonna reference later when we get to the Jordan Peterson video, that we need people to start telling the truth and, and saying it clearly and, and not all being children with all of this stuff. Like whoever's in charge of that target and that decision, that person should be fired. Like you can't burn down buildings. You can't steal stuff in the name of justice because you, that's not how you get justice, right? Like, can you really think about it? They're gonna be burning down the whole street again. Guys, guys, leave the target alone. Let's go to Walmart. We don't know what they did. Guys, let's talk about 1-800-Flowers. You know, Mother's Day's coming up and a mother is someone who loves you with all her heart. So whether it's your mom, a stepmom, or a strong maternal figure, this Mother's Day, celebrate all of the amazing women in your life with gorgeous bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. This gorgeous bouquet of two dozen roses is an assortment, is in an assortment of bright colors guaranteed to show all of the moms in your life just how much they are loved. I can't wait to send a 1-800-Flowers bouquet to my mom and we actually got one here already just to test it out. And they do look pretty beautiful and colorful. All roses 
From 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way, and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty. Picking an early delivery date ensures you that your bouquet will arrive to make Mom's Day special. 24 multicolored roses plus a, plus a free vase for $34.99 is an amazing offer, but prices are going to be going up, so order today. Don't put it off, people. Order today from the official florist of Mother's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com, to order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code RUBEN. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code RUBEN. And now back to me. Okay, so we're going to show you two videos here, and I just thought this was really important to show. I, I saw the first video yesterday uh, of this woman absolutely verbally assaulting this police officer with no justification in sort of the most over-the-top style assault that you're, you're going to see. Uh, and I kind of didn't want to show it yesterday because I'm trying to figure out a way, how can we address all of these issues, the woke issue, the race issue, the policing issue, how can we do all this and not and not always be talking about it in a way? Because the, we keep adding energy to it by always talking about it, but sometimes you've gotta just show these things to really show who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Uh, so I think I've colored this enough. Uh, this took place in San Dimas, California, and this officer had pulled over this woman uh, because she was using her cell phone while driving. Uh, you tell me if there's a bad guy in this video and a good guy in this video, and if there's a racist in this video and a non-racist in this video. We're gonna show you video. This is from Bill Magulin, Mal Malugan, who uh, got it from a body cam footage of the uh, Los Angeles police officer. Take a look. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you're me? You're correct. I pulled you over because, because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell I, phone I while you're driving. Do you, have a, do you have your driver's license? I, it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? Because I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment, yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you had that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. Okay, can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Jay? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal and I'm a teacher, so oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. Zoom in on that for no, me, No, because man. you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Is this your car? Yes, it is. And um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? Citation, all you need to do is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving, that's it. There you go, ma'am. Sign inside the red box right a, there. For him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? It's on the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have you, a good day. You want Wow, lady. Wow. Okay, obviously there's a lot there. We're going to go through some of the quotes. Just to be clear, I don't care about what race the officer is. I don't care what race... The woman is, but in this hyper-racialized time that we seem to be in, not because most people care about this stuff, but because the media keeps pushing it on us, it's important that we have to address that. So it does appear that she was black, and apparently he is Mexican, so he's Latino. Um, again, that shouldn't really matter, and he was pulling her over only 
for being on her cell phone, which she basically admitted to doing. Uh, she says that you're harassing me, you're a murderer. Now, I, as far as I know that this, this police officer, who seems like a pretty mild-mannered guy, has not murdered anybody. You scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me, okay? Uh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. And then she says that she's a teacher. Now, if this woman is a teacher, and I'm glad that they blurred her face in this, but if she is a public school teacher, well, certainly a public school teacher, if she's a private school teacher as well, that's a different issue, or say a, a charter school teacher, but if she's a public school teacher, the superintendent, the superintendent of the, the Super Nintendo, as, uh, as what's his name, as Ralph Wiggum would say, uh, has to bring this teacher in. The, the principal of the school has to bring this teacher in and find out what it is she's been teaching her students because clearly someone who's saying that sort of over the top crazy stuff, that is obviously like deeply embedded in her ethos and there is no doubt she is leaking that awful attitude and that deeply racist, actual, actually racist way of looking at the world into her classroom. So somebody needs to look at that. I'm glad that, in, that she was blurred so that there isn't a mob going after her, right? We don't need the online mob going after her, or even the real life mob, but somebody knows who she is and, and that should be looked into. Uh, and then of course at the end when she really goes off, here, here you go, you, you Mexican racist, you're not white, like he didn't say anything racist, she's the racist. There is a racist in this picture, lady, but it's you, you're the racist. Now, of course, the wokesters won't know what to do with this because can a black person be racist to a Latino person and where does that fit in the intersectional calculator and everything else? Uh, but in any event, I thought it was worth showing you this because police officers are basically under assault right now. That doesn't mean every single one of them is perfect. And by the way, not every single accountant is perfect. Not every single clown is perfect. Not every single YouTube talk show host is perfect. Most of them, but not every single one of them. Uh, but this endless assault where people feel they can do that sort of thing and then spew racist nonsense at these officers is just crazy. And by the way, we know, we know this is actually affecting our police officers. There have been mass early retirements across the nation because people that are getting close to retirement or maybe we're sticking around for another year or two doing desk jobs or whatever, they're just like, who wants this nonsense? Who wants to deal with this? Who wants to get into a fracas and then not be backed up by their own department or by the, the mayor or by the media or anything else? So police officers are really feeling it. And then of course we know when you defund the police and you don't back your police, we get more crime, we get more murder, all of the stuff that you guys well know about. Uh, well, then I wanna follow this up with a video from TikTok. This is a police officer by the name of Kelvin Dingle, and he took a video in his car, and, and it really is just, just sort of perfect expression of the frustration that these good, decent men and women are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. I wake up every morning and kiss my family goodbye. Knowing that there's a possibility I won't come home. I am tired of every time I wake up in the morning, there's someone else polarizing the fact that maybe law enforcement is just not a good thing. All of us are not bad. I am not as they are. Most of us are not. There are bad people in every career. I'm so goddamn tired. 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 Everything. 
God bless that man. If, if anyone is in touch with Officer Kelvin Dingle, I'd be happy to have him on the show if he wants to talk. If there's any kind of GoFundMe that I can support or promote, I'm happy to do that as well. You guys know the story of the, the other officer who made the, the funny, really funny video mocking uh, LeBron James, right? Because LeBron James went off on the officer who saved the girl's life, who was about to be stabbed by another girl. Uh, so an officer, uh, what, what was that guy's name? Can we, can we pull up his name? Uh, who really uh, just did a really funny video making fun of, of uh, LeBron James. He then got suspended. So a GoFundMe went up, I donated some money, I, pr I promoted it. If he wants to talk, I'd be happy to talk to him. Like, I wanna help these guys. They, they don't deserve the attacks that they are under. And we all know, we all know this to be true, that if there was something really bad happening to us or someone we love, we'd want the police to be there and they're just an easy punching bag right now. Uh, by the way, the name of the officer who did the video on LeBron, thank you, was uh, Idaho Deputy Marshal Nate Sylvester. It's a really great video. If you haven't seen it, it's just funny. Like beyond anything else, it's just funny, like mocking the ridiculousness of LeBron. Anyway, I just, I know a lot of, a lot of boys in blue and women in blue. I, I know you watch this show and I try to always say hi to you guys when I see you on the street and often I hear that a lot of you guys dig what I'm doing, we stand with you. Most of America stands with you. And as Officer Dingle said right there, it's like, are there a couple bad apples? Of course there are, but there are in every, every career. But th these are good people who are trying to do something good by, by and large, and uh, they deserve our support. Uh, all right, let's, let's shift a little bit, although this is a, it's really just a slight shift here. Uh, the CIA put out a recruitment video yesterday on Twitter. Now I say this is a slight shift because we're going from talking about policing, which is a, a governmental institution to the CIA, which is one of our most cherished government institutions, right? We need intelligence. And these are institutions that we would hope um, wouldn't be affected by the whims of day-to-day -day politicians or what the cultural norms are of the day. We would hope that these institutions would last to always do what is right for the country, that they would not be infected by whatever just happens to be happening right now and, and now, and we know that the dominant cultural force right now is wokeness. And according to this video, if you watch it, it's about two minutes long, and trust me, you're gonna wanna, if you got a pen and paper with you, people, I'm gonna do it with you, uh, you're gonna wanna write down some of these quotes because this is some really bananas stuff. So this is a CIA recruitment video, and you tell me, you tell me, is are they hiring the best and the brightest based on qualifications? To, to form an organization that can do the best to protect America, or maybe there's something else going on. You tell me. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. 
a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth, command your space. Mija, you're worth it. Boy, oh boy, all right. <clears throat> I hope you wrote some stuff down because I wrote some stuff down here. Um, Cause it actually starts off okay, you know? She's a colored person, that's fine. She's daughter of immigrants, that's fine. She's multilingual and she's a mom, that's fine. Actually multilingual, especially in the CIA, could be really great. You know, if we're sending you to the Middle East, let's say, and you speak Arabic, that would be pretty fantastic. Then it sort of devolves into like the crazy, woke, intersectional nonsense, including the word intersectional. She says she's a cisgendered millennial. That just means she's a young person who's in the body that they're supposed to be in, a cisgendered millennial. Uh, she suffers from general anxiety disorder. I don't know why she'd be bringing that up in this video. I mean, that's just fine, and I hope that she's dealt with it. Now, I would imagine that being in the CIA is a rather stressful job, and having people that have psychological conditions like generalized anxiety disorder, maybe that's a problem, but I'm gonna guess that they looked at her and she had to go through whatever the proper evaluations were, and she, uh, she passed whatever tests there are. Uh, now, that question is, are the tests constantly being lowered in the name of equity? I don't know that specifically. Uh, then she says, that she's intersectional, so she's got all of her oppressions and she can match them up against other people's oppressions and figure out where she fits on the intersectional scale. Uh, and then she used to struggle with imposter syndrome. That seems like a problem <laughs> to me if you're gonna be in the CIA. Double agents, triple agents, quadruple agents, and now you've added in someone with imposter syndrome. I don't know what imposter syndrome is, I have no idea, I, you think you're an imposter? It doesn't even matter. But the fact that they would put that in the video, okay, she's got generalized anxiety disorder, she's intersectional, we got somebody else, that's not enough. Anyway, is there anyone that has struggled with being an imposter in their life that we can put in this video? Let's get that girl. So she was also, she struggled with imposter syndrome and she also doesn't want to uh, be under the foot of those misguided patriarchal ideas. And then of course she references her parents who came here to make a better life for themselves. But in essence, what she's really saying is that why did they come here? Because obviously this place is so messed up with all those patriarchal ideas. So, so nothing that the wokesters or the intersectionalists say really makes any sense. But, but putting all that aside, and I don't wanna make this about that girl, I don't even know her name. Maybe they said at the beginning, I'm not even sure actually. It doesn't even matter actually. Um, the bigger issue is what wokeness is doing to our institutions. Now, again, 
I hope that girl's perfectly qualified. I hope she's dealt with her generalized anxiety disorder. I hope she's dealing with the imposter syndrome. I mean, just the fact that this, this, this is like the like a Leslie Nielsen comedy. It really is. Like, who, who's working at the CIA now? Well, she has imposter syndrome. Like, it's, it sounds like a Chevy Chase movie. It really does. But okay, fine. The point is that once you start making all of those things important, right? And what, you know, she also says at the end, and I want to be me and I want you to be you. Well, it's like, boy, all the things that make you you don't, they sound like things that, that really just make you like everybody else because everybody else is intersectional and everybody else is black or white or gay. Or, like it's all, it ain't good. But as my friend Pete Bogosian says, and I, I talk about this all the time, once in an organization, you allow wokeness in, you allow diversity inclusion, you say, okay, we're gonna judge on all of this stuff. Well, then the mission, whatever the mission is of your organization is going to suffer because any good organization, my organization here, I don't hire based on the color of skin or do either one of you have imposter syndrome? Oh, Connor, wait, Connor pointed at Michael. All right, so, well, and you pointed at Michael, all right. I've got two imposters here potentially, but I didn't even know that before this began. And had I known, I probably, if someone put on a resume, like really, if you're at a company and you're looking, you're like, okay, went to college, great, was in you know, Spanish, okay, basketball intramurals, uh, suffers from imposter syndrome. Like, you're probably not gonna get the job. And again, I'm not making fun of people with imposter syndrome. I, well, I guess I am a little bit, but not like really, really, you know? And if I am, I blame it on the imposter. Um, but the point is, you guys, that once you're in an organization, you wanna hire the best people to do the best work. And, and that always is how you make people better, regardless of their skin color and regardless of their sexuality and their imposter syndrome and everything else. So once you bring this stuff in, you start degrading the very core purpose of these organizations. And that now goes for the CIA. That goes for, you know, if you're a programmer and you wanna work at Twitter or Facebook, it goes for all of our ed educational institutions. And that's, this is in essence why we're seeing everything crumble. And by the way, who would really enjoy that video? You know who probably really enjoyed that video? I'm guessing uh, somebody in China that probably would love to see the United States collapse. They're probably digging that video. Like, look how unserious the United States has become, that they put out recruitment videos where people are talking about generalized anxiety disorder, imposter syndrome, intersectionality, the patriarchy. It's like buzzword nonsense. Like, boys, we don't have to fire a shot, okay? Don't worry, guys, we don't have to drop the bomb on the US. They're gonna do it to themselves. Like, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. It is, it is not what a serious country would, would do. And I just wanna say that this has no, uh, reflection of how I feel about what the core mission of the CIA is, nor the probably 90 something percent of people who work there who are good, decent people who just wanna serve their country, much like I just described with the police officers in the previous segment. But these ideas are in there and until good people stand up against these ideas, uh, we are in a lot of trouble. So that is a perfect segue to the final story that I wanna cover. This isn't, this isn't even a story in a traditional sense. Um, you know what, let's, let's, skip the, let's skip the DC thing. We'll, we'll do it another day if we want. Long story short, we're in DC. Muriel Bowser, who's the mayor there, they, they opened up for a day. You didn't have to wear a mask, then they closed it. Like it's all just nonsense, you guys get it. But I think, I think a better finish to today and a better segue from the two stories that we just did would be this Jordan Peterson video. So Jordan Peterson, uh, you guys know how I feel about Jordan. Uh, he was on Tucker Carlson's Fox Nation show. And we're gonna show you about, uh, about a minute and a half clip here where he's talking about the truth and why you have to tell the truth. 
you know, you, you, you make your decisions in life. And I decided when I was very young, I'm in my mid-20s, that I was going to say what I believed and see what happened. I talked to you earlier in the talk about adventure, you know, about the adventure of truth. And I don't think, think I'm happy about what has happened. And I certainly have dragged my family through their fair share of, well, both hell and, and also incomprehensible opportunity. It's ex expanded our lives in both directions to a tremendous degree. But it's certainly been an adventure. It's not been dull. And I don't believe that it, I don't believe that it was a mistake. Whatever happens as a consequence of telling the truth is the best thing that can happen. It doesn't really matter how it looks to you at the moment, or maybe even across the years. Because you have to, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an article of faith in some sense. Do you believe that reality is better constituted as a consequence of truth or falsity? If you believe that reality is best constituted as a consequence of truth, then you have a responsibility to speak the truth. And you can't assess the consequences and say, well, that was a mistake because part of the decision that reality is best constituted as a consequence of the truth is the decision that no matter what happens is the best if it's a consequence of telling the truth. And so that's what I conclude. It's like, this is what happened because I said what I had to say as clearly as I could say it. And that's as good as it could be. Now, wh whether or not that's good, well, it's good compared to all possible alternatives, all possible realistic alternatives. That's an article of faith, as far as I'm concerned. You know, our culture is predicated on the idea that truth in speech is of divine significance. It's the fundamental presupposition of our culture. Well, if you believe that, then you act it out. And you take the consequences. You're going to take the consequences one way or another, you know. So... Do you want the truth on your side? Or do you want to hide behind falsehoods? You want the truth on your side or do you want to hide behind falsehoods? That is the truest thing that you're gonna to see today. And if you want just that clip, since you're watching this on YouTube, I did tweet out just that clip itself this morning, which actually Jordan retweeted and commented on. But I wanna read you a couple of the quotes there because it's, it's powerful stuff. It's something that I'm trying desperately to do with this show, but not only with this show, with my life. And I do believe the more that you say the truth, the more that you say, here I am. I am here, I will not take this BS anymore. I will stand for what I believe and I will say clearly what I believe. The more that you do that, the more goodness that you put in the world. And as Jordan says, it doesn't mean everything's gonna be good, but it will be the best of all alternatives because it will, by definition, be better than what reality you would create by putting a lie out in the world. And I think we're, we're in a time where everyone's just putting out lies. Everyone is putting out lies all the time. Our institutional elite are putting out lies. Our media elite are putting out lies. And no one's saying, I, this is it. I've drawn the line. I'm going to stand here and tell the truth. And I wonder, I really do wonder if all of us really started doing it. If we all did it for a week, imagine if every single person watching this show, let's say on average we get about 150,000 views on one of these shows. If 150,000 people just started for one week to really tell the truth, not skirt the truth, not, not bullshit, not lie, 
in whatever capacity that is. It doesn't mean you have to run around screaming true things all the time. But if in your day-to-day -day life you acted in a true way, maybe we could start resetting this stuff. Maybe that could stop us uh, on, this, on this descent to Marxist hell that we seem like we're on. But uh, just uh, one specific quote that I wanted to read. Whatever happens as the consequence of telling the truth is the best thing that can happen. That seems right to me. And as Jordan says, that is an act of faith. And you may remember uh, about two, three years ago when I was on tour with Jordan Peterson, he did three or four shows with Sam Harris where they basically were debating the nature of reality. Sam from an atheist perspective and Jordan from the perspective of a, of a believer, of someone that has some degree of faith. And, and I watched the videos that went up and, and it was very obvious to me that Jordan was saying something that was truer and more meaningful and, and certainly more broadly impactful than what I would say is sort of the very myopic uh, atheist perspective. That's my personal take on it and I wrote a bit about how that affected me and don't burn this book. Um, but he goes on to say that that is an act of faith, that just believing that if you tell the truth that that is better than a lie Believing that, that's the leap. That's the leap right there. That is freaking powerful stuff. That is powerful stuff. And I promise you, I'm gonna keep trying to do it and I hope you will keep trying to do it with me. It's good compared to all the possible alternatives. Meaning no matter what great lie you pull, it can't be better. It can't be better than just simply stating what the truth is. So I think that's our job. For those of us that wanna fix this thing, that is our job to keep pushing for that, and it doesn't mean you'll, you'll do it perfectly all the time. You know, sometimes we lie about like little nonsensical things. Somebody will be like, oh, did you see that, that new show on Netflix? And you'll be like, yeah, I did. Oh yeah, it was great, it was great. And it's like, we were like, wait a minute, why did I lie? Why didn't I just say, no, I actually didn't see it. Like we've all done like little things like that, but what if we all do our best to not do that and certainly not lie about the big things? Certainly if someone asks you your true opinion about something, to, to not hide or, or disguise the truth or outright lie just because it's easy and it's expedient. I think maybe that's the path out of this thing. I really do. The path is not because a politician is gonna save us. It is not. And it isn't because there's some magical force that's gonna save us. We might be the magical force altogether by doing what's right. That's the, that's the best estimation I got on this thing. Um, I posted the video as well in, in our locals community and we've got a lot of people going back and forth on that. So I'd love to continue that conversation. So if you wanna join us for that, uh, do check out rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, part two of my interview with Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and US ambassador to the UN and possible 2024 Republican presidential nominee, we'll see. I do ask her about that. Uh, part two is up right now on YouTube, full episode up ad free at rubenreport.locals.com. And as they say, may the fourth be with you. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.